Hello, and welcome back to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, or like, or hate, (laughs) (laughs) but nobody else does. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror and thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action and adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genres, movies that, in our opinions, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these films on anyone's top ten list. But maybe by listening to our podcast, you can give these films a second chance. Today's pick on the podcast is Elaine's pick. And I went for with Halloween spooky Scoop. season. Yes, because I have the first October pick, and I'm blessing you all with Scooby-Doo from 2002. And if you were voting at the Teen Choice Awards this year, this might have been on your top ten list. <laughs> this uh, won some fun awards. Um... It won the 2003 Kids' Choice winner for Favorite Fart in a Movie Ah, by Matthew, Matthew Lillard. <laughs> um, teen, teen Choice Award. I don't know. I don't need to know. I didn't look. The competition was stiff. Teen yeah. Choice Awards in 2002. Choice Actress went to Sarah Michelle Gellar for really? Scooby-Doo. Yeah. <laughs> And 2002 Stinker Award winner for Worst Screenplay for a film grossing more than $100 million <laughs> using Hollywood math. Okay. Which I wrote down because they said Hollywood math, which I thought was just for John. <laughs> huh? Yeah, we're starting to find out that they lie about their budgets a lot. Like, I had a friend that told me they lied about them a little bit, but apparently they lie about them a lot. That's why they invented the term Hollywood math. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how. Um, I mean, I don't care. Avengers don't Endgame, shit. Avengers Endgame found like a hundred million dollars one week. Yeah. You know, towards the end of its run, that to make it the <coughs> highest grossing movie of all time. Like, wow. Okay. And they, and they started buying tickets to their own movies to to be like, there's only six seats left, and go in there, and there's like nobody in there, and like what? Because they would just Drop that way they command. could say it's it's the number one movie, and people would it would entice yeah. people to see it. Hey yeah, man, whatever you gotta do. I don't know. Many people were enticed to see this movie. Uh, but because it, it, only a lot had, of money. it only had a 32 thermometer and mm-hmm. it gets a 39 audience score. It had a 35 Metacritic, which is one of the lowest Metacritics we've had in a while. Um, and a 5.2 out of 10. What's the lowest you've ever had? Uh, I think that was Jack Frost. Jack Frost that? was seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was below 12. We've had, I imagine it's also had a 39. We've, <laughs> had, we've had a lot of low thermometers. But we don't often get low Metacritics. Like, usually yeah. Metacritic, almost everything is in, like, the 40 to 65 range. It's it's usually just over 60 or just under 60, really, with for most things. Unless we start talking about real stinkers. You can't go in there, Achilles. Mommy is 15%. <laughs> uh, it had a budget but of... But it's on. Yeah. It had a budget of $84 million. In the U.S., it grossed $153 million, and worldwide, uh, $275 million. But apparently, I, I mean, who knows Jack how that works. Jack 16%. Ooh. Damn, I need to make well, another Jack fake Frost account two. and write another review. <laughs> no, no, I think Jack Frost 2 has the record. That might be the 7%er. It might be 2 at this point. This movie was directed by Raja Gosnell, who has also directed... Um, Home Alone 3, Big Mama's House, both movies in the Smurf franchise with Neil Patrick Harris. Somebody works for the studio. And surprisingly, 
never been kissed. <laughs> Which I felt was kind of an outlier. Yeah. <laughs> but if you look at the plot of Never Been Kissed, it's kind of horrifying when you when you look at it from the perspective of that teacher. Yeah. <laughs> Horrific. Yeah. Um, this was written by a welcome back to the podcast, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Tony That's... was like, James Gunn? <laughs> now... He was working for the studio, man. You, you write what they say. Now, I want to look at this. So, obviously, I love Guardians 1 and 2. Guardians 3, I'm not, I have not revisited since we saw it in the theater. I'm sure I, I will. I visited at all. I'm sure <laughs> I will, but is a, it's hard to watch, but still a good movie. It's just hard to watch. Um, but then let's look at the other movies that uh, James Gunn has written. Dawn of the Dead. Welcome back to the podcast. Movie's okay, but it's not like fantastic. It's a really good zombie movie. I mean, it's but an okay. Mo- yeah, not saying much. It's a qualifier. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good movie. I liked it. Um, then we have Slither, which I hate. With oh. the fire of a thousand suns. Okay. With six reviews, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Okay. No, is, I'm into it. With Lay six, it on me. With six reviews, Jack Frost Two has zero percent. <laughs> On Rotten Tomatoes? 29% meta, or audience score with over 5,000 So that's the unbeatable movie. Yeah, it's 0%, six reviews. There's reason I for mean, that. I mean, Jack Frost will be negative. <laughs> so, Jack Frost 2 never strikes the right balance between serious and silly. This guy really took the, uh, this review of Jack Frost 2 <laughs> serious. Wow. All right. All right. Um, and then, okay, so Slither, which I hate with the Fire of a Thousand Suns. Yeah. And then... His Suicide Squad, which I also really dislike. It's fine. It's not as good as the first Suicide Squad. I will die on that hill. Come at me. <laughs> I like them both. But I, I just, didn't see the second one. I didn't really love it. I mean, he also is responsible for Peacemaker, though, which is really great. I feel mm-hmm. like we think James Gunn is better than he is. Stuff. Just hot take. Hot take over here. <laughs> and then it was... Co- and then um, the, I, the story... Like, James Gunn wrote the screenplay, but the story was by a guy named Craig Tilly. And he also did, was involved in the Cheaper by the Dozen remake with, with um, oh, God, what's his name? Steve Superman. Martin. Which I enjoyed. Not as much as I enjoyed the uh, one from the 40s or 50s, but it's still good. And then uh, the Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief movie from around the same time period in the 2000s, which got a lot of hate. For ruining a beloved franchise. So this guy seems like he's on brand. Uh, This movie stars Fred. uh, Freddie Prince Jr. as Fred. So it's an easy name. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast from She's All All That. Also in in much talked about but never done Summer Catch. Then he was also in this movie Down to You with Julia Stiles, which I remember as being good, but probably not true. (laughs) And then I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is a movie based on a book. Is it? Okay, so yes, it's a movie based on a book by Lois Duncan, which I read. Really? Yes. She wrote teen... Hmm. I don't want to... They're like thrillers mm. so they're all very spooky and they're uh, they're about but they're written for teens so they weren't like i mean they're horror books they but they're gory. not horror yeah they're not gory there is a killer sometimes they're, they they like seem them? supernatural oh i loved them oh. me and uh, me and audra read a bunch of them like when you were little or like, like when i few... was a teenager oh okay 
But they weren't, I don't know, I absorb print media different than visual media. So I never found them scary. They were just like really spooky and interesting. But it's based on a book. It's hmm. I thought about doing it a couple great. times. I've seen that movie. I'll save my thoughts. Okay. Um, never seen. Never seen. I know what you did last summer. No. How about I? What about I still know what you did last summer? Nope. I kind of mm. remember what you did a couple summers ago. Nope. I sort of remember what you did a while back. <laughs> I forgot what you did last Easter. Well, I hope he picks it because I'd love to talk about it. Um, then we have the character of Daphne, played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, who was um, Buffy. No, I was going to say, who was married to Freddie Prince Jr. at the time, I think. Um, she they is, of now, course, from... Then. <laughs> Carly... Uh, teased episode Cruel Intentions, which never that happened. Never did. <laughs> she was yes. also in Scream 2. Oh, yeah. She sure. was in I Know so What You Did Last Summer as well. Um, and then The Grudge, which I've oh, never yeah. seen. And I don't think I want to. <laughs> that looks scary. I don't know if it is scary. There's a couple of scenes scary. that are... And Tony's scary. second favorite TV show after Reba. Uh, Buffy. Buffy. <laughs> he likes Buffy. He likes female-led um, shows with one-name titles. Yes. Reba, Buffy. Then we have... Probably three more. <laughs> welcome back to the podcast as the character of Shaggy, uh, Matthew Lillard. Oh, it's been on a lot. Uh, yes, he was in 13 Ghosts, She's All That, Scream, and Hackers. He's also in Summer Catch, <laughs> which is a trash movie I love. I'm going to keep talking about it. Um, he's and in- he's in... Okay, so I went through his IMDb, and I was looking to see if there was anything else that he was in that we might someday think about doing. And there were two movies that looked like actual movies, and not just him doing voiceover work as Shaggy, or some made-for-TV movie, which he's done a lot of. Um, But, John, do you remember the movie The Perfect Score? Which is a group of college students breaking into an admissions office to change their... Okay, he was in that. Mm-hmm. And then he was also in a movie called The Groomsman. Never heard of that. Which looked kind of interesting. I don't want to see it. In the realm of kind of like um, the Underwear Bins movie. Looked very similar to that. No, Matthew Lillard in so fuck that movie. I'm just saying. <laughs> then we have Linda Cardini. I'm not sure how you Cardellini? pronounce Cardellini? Is yes. that what you said? Cardellini? So. Cardini? I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name. As Velma. And Buckeye's she was, wife. of course, in yeah. uh, Avengers: The Age of Ultron, so which is where we first encountered an her, and then subsequent well, Avenger, um, in the Marvel MCU. Grandma's she was boy. also in Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. um, Legally Blonde, and Dead Man on Campus. <laughs> I've seen that. I know it's kind of a fun movie. It's not. That's what, <laughs> If you're really sick and you're watching a bunch of movies like that are set in college, like mm-hmm. Accepted or um, Road PCU. Trip, PCU or PCU, this is a good one to put on your list. <laughs> Dead Man on Campus. Um, and then we Starring, have um, uh, Matt, Mark Paul Gosler. Yep. Really? <laughs> yes. And then we have who talks about bong hits the entire movie. It's like, oh, this is his showgirls. Okay. Where he I feel away like from the Zach Morris character. I feel like the character that Mark Paul Gosler is play, is playing in Dead Man on Campus is the same character that uh, what's his name is playing in Van Wilder, only a hundred percent more. Mm-hmm. Like the Van Wilder character takes this and went a thousand percent. But it was him breaking away from the Zach Morris character before he was able to settle into being an actor. Mm-hmm. So it was like I have to separate myself from this character, so I'm gonna go way the other way because it worked out so well for um, Elizabeth Berkeley. 
<laughs> yeah, but it did work out in the end for Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, because he's a legit actor and he's great. Yes, but it yeah. didn't at that time. He it was like okay, and Zach's trying too hard. He but then he little... settled in. He died his well, no, he didn't stop dying his hair, yeah. and just became an actor, and he's great. Um, and then we have Mr. Montevarius, who's played by Rowan Atkinson. Welcome back to the podcast from Love Actually and Four Weddings and a Funeral. Hmm. Of course, he is Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. Thought you wanted to get dropped. And then Who's we Mr. Bean? have the character of Mary Jane, Mr. who's Bean. played by Isla <laughs> Fisher, who I very much like. Mm-hmm. She was in Definitely Maybe, so welcome back to the podcast. She's also in The Great Gatsby and in Now You See Me, which is pretty good. Um, Wedding Crashers, of course, and she was in uh, the Beastmaster TV show. <laughs> I don't remember her in that. No one remembers anyone in that because no one's ever seen the Beastmaster TV show. <laughs> but have we done Beastmaster TV show? We have talked about it. No, we haven't because I hate that movie. I really just don't like The Great Gatsby. Okay. It's not that movie. It's a really good, well-made movie. I just it's a really don't like okay it. Gatsby for her. It's just <laughs> I don't like that uh, pro- that property um i like that movie it's good then one last person i wrote down was the voodoo maestro oh we could do it it's 155 which was uh, played by miguel nunez Mm -hmm. um and he was joanna man who's joanna joanna man you don't know what uh, you know okay well he was joanna man some people out there know what that is he was also in the joey tv series (laughs) he was in black dynamite he was in life and he was in Street Fighter, the movie. Ah, uh, unfortunately, that's where I remember him from. Because <laughs> he was DJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write down the name of the guy that plays the other suspect, Nugu Tawana. The one with the tattoos on his head? Yes, because yeah. he was in nothing of interest except for three episodes of the Beastmaster TV series. Which really <laughs> <laughs> they really pulled from that pool, man. Which, Did they have which, to shut down the filming on Beastmaster for Which this? I tell you is really not of interest to anyone other than me. <laughs> but I think it's funny. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Alright. Um, so I have some reviews. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with this one first by P. Kendall. Um, I do not like this film, not at all. Lame, shockingly lame, lame beyond belief, and cynical too. Hollywood at its most expletive or exploitive and greedy. The original cartoons were no great shakes, but this this really lowers the bar for TV nostalgia cash-ins. And to think that Rowan Atkinson used to be funny. One out of ten. Counterpoint. Cynical. I don't know. I didn't get cynical. I actually think this is a very good representation of what the cartoon was. However. I think people have rose-colored glasses of how good the cartoon was. <laughs> That's the problem. Because <laughs> I like Scooby-Doo, but it's like, it, it, this is Scooby-Doo. This it, is Scooby-Doo. It's, They're it's, it is very it is. good. Like, they did a fantastic interpretation yeah. of a Scoo- If you watch a cartoon Scooby-Doo movie that is an hour long, this is what you're going to get. It's perfect <laughs> but is scooby-doo good it's the questions um i really like the ga phillips 35995 the best scooby-doo interpretation was in jane saw bob strikes back <laughs> posted this review in november no. of 2021 uh 10 out of 10 i'm sorry what best live action rendition of a cartoon ever ever's in all caps ever let me describe it this way Best 
Worst movie ever. With unstoppable laughs. Perfect method acting from all five of the Mystery Inc. Inc. members. No one has ever called Freddie Prince Jr. a method actor before. (laughs) And a hilarious mystery-packed plot. Scooby-Doo holds firm as the best worst movie ever. I'm going to say the best cartoon adaptation is Transformers, the first one. Hmm. I, I really have no idea. But I'm trying to think of the best cartoon adaptation. <laughs> no. I would... G.I. Joe? Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles? <laughs> that was a, that's kind of a cheap, but I'll give it to you. The first one? Yeah. It's pretty good. I, it, it's one of those things because it's like, are they accurate? Because the Transformers is... I, I think that's probably one of the better movies of it's all a, these movies. It's a good movie. I don't know how accurate it is. It's because mm-hmm. they, they thought about it more. You know, you can't just do it. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is more accurate to the comic than the cartoon, you know. So, I really, mean, this is what you're looking for. This is accurate to the cartoon, yeah, this is accurate though. as crap. I mean, you know. If it's they, just crap, you're right. If they made it less accurate, it might have been a better movie. But this was made for kids and teens. Yeah. Like, this is not made for a 42-year-old person to watch. This is made... For someone who is 10 to 17. Mm-hmm. This movie was never for me. <laughs> Not even when you were 10 to 17? No, because when I was 10 did to 17, this movie didn't exist. Did you I like see? Scooby-Doo as a kid? No. Okay. I did. Do you? No. You never liked Scooby-Doo? Not, not really. Aaron watched it. Aaron liked it. Aaron liked a lot of it. I liked too. Scooby-Doo. I didn't. And I liked all the little weird spinoffs. Like, I would watch it because it I was on and somebody else was watching Bird, it, but I did it? not Birdman and Astro Mutt or some shit? <laughs> Astro Mutt? There was the robot yeah. Scooby-Doo, and then he had the cousin that was... Scrappy-Doo? No. Well, there was, like, a bigger white one. He was kind of old. He was... And then there was the girl, and then there was Scrappy-Doo. But there was, like... 20. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with the cousin. And he had an accent. Yeah. I can't remember what kind of accent, but he had an accent. They were always something due. And I liked it when there were celebrity crossovers. Mm-hmm. Like, Scooby-Doo and the Harlem Globetrotters is mm-hmm. a very vivid memory for me. Don, Don Knotts. <laughs> they even had an yeah. episode of Supernatural where they crossed over recent, well, yes. recently. is like in the last eight years. But, so. I know but, they put John Cena. I've seen it at Walmart. I I there's, when we were looking on... The thing it had all the Scooby Doo's, the John Cena yeah. ones on there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Tony was like, "Which one?" I was like, "I don't there's know." Like a, there's like a lot of them on there. On Max. Yes, it was kind of hard to find the actual movie. And how many are the movies? Are there three? They made two. two? Okay. They made two, and then they said finito. Although Matthew Lillard's Shaggy has become very iconic. Mm. I, I mean, he. He, he misspelled nailed, annoying. He nailed Shaggy, though. I mean, and he's like I mean, whatever he does with Mr. Love of Lovers is all thing. no, really, no one. You, John, what did you think going in? <laughs> I thought this would be a lot better if Mr. Boombastic was in it. Okay, Carly, what do you think? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to see this. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, and Tony. Me, me and Carly are in agreement. I like Scooby Doo. Yeah, I don't want to see it. I like Scooby Doo a lot as a kid, and I had never seen this. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch this. I'm kind of. I was always curious about it. I just never devoted time to sitting down and watching it. So it's not something you you were seeking out. But if it had shown up on TV, you probably would sit yeah. down and watched it. 
But there is no TV anymore. I know. You know, it's like, if you're not specifically watching something, you don't catch stuff anymore. Yeah, I wonder how many movies were missing because yeah. you just don't catch things. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll check Even out. my mom got rid of cable the, the, in the last year. Mm-hmm. Because it was so fucking expensive. Yeah. But now but, we're streaming. We're paying for like 16 streaming but shows. when, <laughs> But when people who are older, I know I hesitate to call mom old people, but when even old people are getting rid of it, that's mm-hmm. how you know your service is pretty outdated and you need to come up with something better. They should make basic cable like six bucks. Everyone would get it. Yeah. Everyone. My parents still have it, but I don't know what they would do without. Like they're, they don't have a smart TV. They won't. Well, the use other, the, apps. the other thing, <laughs> the other thing is, it's well, Christmas is coming. It's perpetuated this whole. I have to tell you guys about what I watched, and you have to watch it shit like all the time. And it just gets kind of old. It's like, yeah, hey, I got man, a I watch Tony that does that. My parents really only need five channels. <laughs> but it's like, it's it's constant. It's a constant thing, man. Did you watch this? No. Did you watch that? No, I watched this. Did you? And it's just tiring. It's like, look, man. All right. You know? And now it's, it's just become a whole thing. Season two of Loki starts on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I do want to see that new uh, The Boys. Gen, Gen Z or whatever. Gen Z. Or Gen whatever. V, yeah. yeah. Will's watching it. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm sure Will will tell you all about it if you ask. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Open that can of worms. But I want to see We that. talked to Will on the way here, and he was like, I really Frank want... Prince Jr.'s in that. <laughs> <laughs> see, thanks, man. Let <laughs> me tell her we're doing Scooby-Doo. And 2000s like, icon. Oh, my God, That's the dude. actor you go He's, to in he this was, movie? He was hyped about Freddie Prince Jr. and Freddie Prince Jr. being in Scooby-Doo. I was like, why do you like Freddie Prince Jr. so much? Because, dude, he's awesome. I was like, okay, man. He's all that. I also think he's awesome, but is he? Well, he's I'm old. just like... I can't... I'm like, Will, I'm Of the people awesome in this movie. Awesome, I'm so excited about. Let me think about this. Of course, you're going to go right to Buffy being number one. I have learned yeah. this about myself, that I cannot be trusted with whether a movie is good or not. I, I'm coming around. And neither can Will. <laughs> coming around to Sweeney Todd. Look... I've re- I've learned this about you myself. Love so many times. Still coming around. Dude, we were in the car this morning, <laughs> and he's playing with his radio, and he cu- and he starts blasting the Sweeney Todd soundtrack. <laughs> and I'm like, "Why do you love this so much?" And he's like, "I don't know. <laughs> it just got in there, and it won't <laughs> leave." God. God. We were we were singing "Suddenly Seymour" the other day on the course, Ugh. and I suddenly yes. had to pee more. Yes, mm. we were. <laughs> All right. Somebody's laying on my foot. Who are you? I don't know. We have a... Uh... It's Killies. Oh. Welcome back to the podcast, Killies. All right. <coughs> Should we begin? Uh, it's sure. not going to take too long. You say that, but you're going to go on tangents about some weird shit. You can watch this movie right now if you have Max. Mm-hmm. And it's an hour and 26 minutes long. That includes the credits. It's short. <laughs> It is very short. All right, so this movie opens with the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. logo, which Scooby then takes a bite out of. Mm-hmm. We know I do enjoy a fun logo yes. thing. Then we get a min- musical intro into the Wow Wow Toy Factory, and we see a title card that says The Case of the Luna Ghost, which I have to say looks pretty fucking cool. Yes. Yes. Uh, we, we open with our the Mystery Inc. gang Wrapping up a mystery. Daphne is in the clutches of the Luna Ghost. It's flying around. I feel like if you met, if this ghost could easily become a very sinister horror character with mm-hmm. very few tweaks. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty cool. Um, Fred and Velma have a very complicated plan that they're going to use to catch the ghost. However, 
Shaggy and Scooby fuck it up because that's pretty much what they do. <laughs> and we get our first look at CGI Scooby, which people hate it. This, this is 2002, so, I mean, it's not the worst CGI ever, but it ain't great. I CGI dogs are terrible. It's true. When Now, many movies have CGI animals. When all the an- characters are CGI, it's fine. When you have one or two CGI characters mixed with real people, they're all terrible. You should have just drew a cartoon. Who gives a shit? That'd be cool if they brought like the like mm. the Hugh, more like the Who framed Roger yeah. Rabbit style yeah. and had cartoon and had cartoon Scooby Doo. That'd mm. have been cool. Instead of this cartoon ish Scooby Doo. Yeah, which sucks. That looks weird. And you can't like if you have the cartoon, you can put it on stuff. But that CGI picture, you can't make stuffed animals out of it. You can't. Put it. I mean, you can put it on things, but it's going to look weird, you know. Yeah. Well, cartoons are always cartoons. It's like, or oh, whatever. I I agree. They should have went with the cartoon insert. It would have been better. What? Would you be afraid? You can't explain it because we're it's pulling people's souls out and putting them in jars and shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is with a dog that talks. Yeah, <laughs> it's a sentient. It's the least of the worries is that it's a cartoon. Well, uh, ooh, um, driving vehicles and yeah. shit. Like the most, like most episodes of Scooby Doo. Scooby and Shaggy mess up the plan, and they get scared and run away. While they run away, they knock over Fred, and they ruin the trap. Um, We get a cartoonish action sequence, uh, which is a chase Mm -hmm. through the most dangerous toy factory I've ever seen. (laughs) And the Luna Ghost shoots fire, which is... More terrifying in live action than it would be in a cartoon. Yes. <laughs> it's dangerous. It, it seems like the Luna Ghost should have exploded at any minute. Mm-hmm. Especially when you find out that he flies due to, like, what, helium yeah, tanks on his body? helium tanks in his own. And he's shooting So he's basically fire? the Hindenburg. Yeah. Yeah, like, this is a very dangerous plan. This, But in the end, they accidentally do catch the ghost. Mm-hmm. And then... As they're try as they haven't even had a chance to unveil him yet. No, <laughs> so he's under a pile of action figures, and Velma and Fred go to get Daphne and Shaggy and Scooby out of the same pile of action figures, and the mystery machine bursts through the wall. Who is driving the mystery machine? Oh my God! Is that <laughs> Pam Anderson? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the owner of the Wow Wow Toy Factory, and we're like. What? What? <laughs> and you go, oh, and 2002. Then, yeah. And then the cops and the press and a bunch of preteen girls arrive to get Fred's autograph. I, mean, I thought Tommy Lee would pop up, but he wasn't there. And Fred does an interview with the press, taking most of the credit. And then they reveal that the Luna Ghost is actually the. I don't know. Some it's man, old man Withers. It's yeah. old man whatever who was angry because Pamela Anderson wouldn't date him. <laughs> Which I yeah. feel is also maybe suicidal because Thelma reveals that he flies due to a helium tanks on his suit, which is freaking crazy. <laughs> and he would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for these kids and this dog. Damn it. Um... But once the cameras are off and Mystery Inc. is going out to the van to get ready to leave, we see that all is not right with this team. Velma is upset that Fred took all the credit for her idea again. Mm-hmm. And 
they kind of argue back and forth and Velma quits. And then Daphne is mad because she was going to quit, but now it just seems like she was only going to quit because Velma quit. And then Fred quits. And Shaggy tries to stop them. And it's like, we're a team. We're friends. We're family. We hang together. But they don't care. They all quit. And the team breaks up. And then Shaggy and Scooby are very sad. And Scooby asks Shaggy, do I quit? And Shaggy says, no, Scoob. Friends don't quit. Two years later. Tony goes, I thought the van was Fred's. <laughs> I thought it was Fred's. It's Shaggy's? It's a van. I'm... I that? think that... Well, he's a stoner. Oh, well. I, I think that this was a I mean, not change. in this movie. In this movie, he's a hamburger? Yeah. Um, we'll get to that. I will say, because this movie was made for a, a younger audience, they took... Like, it's commonly believed that Shaggy and Scooby are high all the time, yeah. and that yes. is why they eat. Yeah. And, it was made and, in that the 70s, si- and that Scooby Snacks is a reference to drugs. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But they're obviously going to take that out. Yeah. But they all, there are all these, like, jokes a little bit which are implying that they are high all the time. Like, when yes. they're in the van and you can see the smoke coming out. Yeah. Now, so and I believe... Mary Jane is my favorite name. Yes. Yeah. I do believe, but I feel like that's stuff that's just for grown-ups. Maybe I like, thought... Like, hiding jokes for grown-ups in movies the way that Pixar does, but not anywhere near not as good as well. or subtle. <laughs> I think maybe I thought Fred was the owner because he's always driving. I feel that like I feel like in the cartoon it probably is Fred's van, but they but I feel like it fits better with Shaggy's stoner vibe to have a van. So maybe he got the van. Yeah. Because Fred's too cool. This yeah. Fred is too cool for a van. Yeah. Even one as even one as well painted as there as the mystery. Because <laughs> vans aren't as cool as vans used to be. This isn't the '80s where we had the A team and the coolest van on the planet. <laughs> Them to be the I mean, that was the only time that vans were cool. <laughs> Although I saw a Kids, town and country that, this like, morning oh, there's no at the Fresh there. Market, check that van out. and I was like, I really like the look of that a lot better than most of these SUVs. Mm-hmm. What, the old van? No, I saw a new town and country up at uh, the Fresh Market today, and I, I think it looks it. nicer than an SUV. Although, I think all SUVs look like shit now, so <laughs> everything looks the same. I hate that. There's no artistry anymore. <laughs> Let me get off my lawn. Um, so we, we, we're at the beach, and we see the Mystery Ink van, and inside Shaggy and Scooby are making, yeah, it looks nice, eggplant burgers with chocolate and hot sauce. Now, apparently, Shaggy is vegetarian. <laughs> which <What>? is weird. <laughs> it's a weird choice. He... But he does say he's a vegetarian to Mary Jane. Which or somebody who will apparently eat anything. anything. Yeah. Literally. But not meat. Because I feel like Shaggy and Scooby are both on a seafood diet. They seafood and they eat it. Yes. Could you stop looking yes. at your phone during this important Scooby-Doo talk? You do it while I'm in <laughs> Fuck off. Um, there's a knock on the door. They freak out that it's going to... They're afraid that it's somebody who wants them to solve a mystery. So they try to run. And then they bump into this man. They try to run out of a van. Where the fuck are they going? Well, they're high. <laughs> also, and they're if dumb. you don't want people to mistake your van as a mystery-solving group, you repaint might want to repaint it. Yeah. <laughs> it's they, been two years. <laughs> yeah, right? You're living in a van that advertises that you solve mysteries. But, and they run right into a man who has an invitation 
to invite them on a, to a spooky adventure park to solve a mystery. They decline. They say, look, dude, we don't do that anymore. And he's like, but my boss want, will pay you $10,000 to come to his spooky island amusement park. And they're like, look, we're not very materialistic. <laughs> and then he goes through all this list of stuff that they're not interested. But finally, all you can eat. And Scoob faints. He's so excited about this. So they agree. Then we go to the airport. And we see Fred walking through the airport. And he runs into Velma. And they have a quick, ch they catch up. What's Fred been up to? He wrote a book, Fred on Fred. So great. <laughs> Loving it. And Velma apparently works for NASA. But still came. But here. still came. I'm sorry, she works for NASA? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ain't leaving a fucking NASA job. She's smart. <laughs> She's very oh, smart. But I have no problem with her being smart, but I, she's not leaving a fucking NASA job to go hang on a spook job for 10 grand. She's smart enough to have been like, I don't need to go back. I'm fine at yeah. NASA. I don't need your $10,000. Exactly. $10,000 <laughs> is not enough to get a NASA astronaut or I don't know what else to do. She scientist. works for NASA. Scientist. So NASA scientist to leave. But she misses solving mysteries. Oh, I assure you she's solving the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> but she misses solving mysteries. And this time she could get all the credit. Because she oh, doesn't yeah. know that all of them have been invited. Well, action, and adventure, Jedi. The only things. one that I boom. Don't, the only one that I don't know why they went was Fred. Because he's fucking useless. Because I understand, leave. and they get to the counter, he has fame. and they see Daphne is His also fame will trying have to get from two years. Because if he's only famous for solving mysteries, and then he's not solving mysteries, his fame would last yes, about six he's months. He's probably he not a famous. Off. But so Daphne is there trying to check, take more bags on the plane than they'll let her. She took karate for two years. And I know why Daphne's there because she wants to prove that she's not just a damsel in, in distress. Or and Daphne's. Velma is interested in solving mysteries because she misses that. She likes to be the clever one that solves the mysteries. Fred's a little bit more iffy because I don't, I think Fred is smart enough to know he can't solve a mystery by himself. <laughs> I don't know. And then, um,. Shaggy and Scoob come up. Um, or Shaggy arrives with Grandma Scooby. Yeah, nobody's which, falling for this. This is such a cartoon gag, and yes. it looks so bad on a CGI yes. dog. But apparently Fred falls for it because he's an idiot. Mm -hmm. um, so Mystery Inc. reunites? Nope. But they all get on the plane anyways. Vowing that each of them will solve the mystery first. Yes. The plane is full of college kids going to the Spooky Island Amusement Park. On the plane, Shaggy meets a hot girl who's named Mary Jane and is allergic to dogs. So he encourages Grandma Scooby to go sit with Fred and Velma and Daphne. And then he becomes a smitten kitten when she reveals that she likes to snack on Scooby snacks because they're feet because they're vegetarian and they taste so good and he's never met anybody before who likes Scooby snacks. I agree Isla Fisher is pretty awesome. <laughs> um when Scooby goes to sit next to Fred, he encounters someone who brought a cat on spring break. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. 
Totally and bring a cat if the bridge. dog couldn't get on the plane without the disguise, then who's mm. letting this cat just sit no, on this lady's lap? He said big dogs can't get on the plane. So they would have <laughs> allowed a small dog. So if Scrappy was with them, they would have allowed you Scrappy. You know what's really funny but, about this is that dog would have been, uh, just put a service animal vest on. We're good to go. Yeah, 2023. Well, not then. Not in 2002. <laughs> but also... No. If, they would have been if blind. This, <laughs> they were blind, if you're this good. owner of the park really wanted Scooby to go, he would have found a way for yeah. Scooby to just go as Scooby. <laughs> I mean, he really wants the whole mystery. Well, if you really want the dog, there, we'll what get you do to is it. you do, you, like normal people should do with a dog, is you check the dog. You put it in a crate and you check the dog. I also wonder and if the poor he bastard's got to fly offered more money oh, to the other members of Mystery Inc. Like, just because we offered Shaggy and Scooby $10,000 doesn't mean I wouldn't have offered more money to Velma or Daphne or Fred. Because he does want the whole mystery. Yeah, we are assuming that it, it was 10000 for each of them. It might have been 100000 no, for, for Velma. <laughs> and for 100000 she'd do it. Yeah. Uh, spoilers, considering that he kind of wants them all to die, I don't think those checks are any good. Yeah, that's true. You don't know that. They might have... He doesn't really intend to give them anything. Because if it was me, I would make sure that check cash clears before I um, got on the plane. Um, At least partial. Maybe no, he... all the way. Maybe they only partial get... partial clear is not clearing. We well, didn't I mean, see... Half, it's like a little half bit half front. We didn't no. see all the information in the envelope. Perhaps they only get... So they don't get the money until they arrive at the island. Okay. I'm not just going to give you... a. $10,000 and then you not show up. It's called a contract. Then you're in breach of contract and you sue them. That's how that works. I'm just saying. Have a little trust in the, in the justice system. All right. I don't have a little, I don't have a lot of trust in someone who invites me to his mysterious, his spooky, island, spooky amusement island park, amusement park to solve a mystery. Well, put a little love but in your heart. Put a they arrive. In your heart. They step off the boat Scrooge. onto the island. And as they arrive, they're met by Emile Montreverius. The park owner, who explains that he believes someone is casting a spell on his guests. He shows them that the oncoming college students are acting like normal college students, but the college students that are waiting to go back to the mainland are acting weird. They are... are. They're talking... They have become sober, well-behaved college students with a strange level of strength (laughs) as one of them hurls someone. A girl hurls a dude. And you don't mean throw up, because... I mean lifts and throws. Because if you're going to hurl, hurl into this. I mean, hurls them like a, you would hurl a javelin across the wall. If you want to hurl. So, our group is in, intrigued, and they go off to solve the mystery individually. Velma uh, starts interviewing various park employees, and sees this stage show by Nogu Tuwana. Uh, the guests are chanting strangely to this stage show, and um, Nogu Tuwana talks about how unhappy the ancients are about this amusement park being built on this sacred land. So he is an obvious Scooby-Doo suspect. Why is there always sacred land? And then he asks if Velma is scared by the spirits he's called up, and he points out how they're, it's not magic, it's just holographic yeah, projectors. she's like, I might be if I didn't see your projectors there, there, and there. Which, it's an amusement park. It should be fake. Yes. <laughs> I'd be a little worried if they did have ghosts. Um, then Scooby-Doo gets a phone call. 
which is kind of funny. <laughs> and um, he answers the phone and he is lured into the forest with the promise of hamburgers. Much like, uh, Wimp, what is it, Wimpy yeah. in uh, Popeye? Popeye? I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> but uh, he's lured out in the forest. Shaggy, meanwhile, is distracted, winning prizes with the claw machine for Mary Jane. And she seems suitably impressed. They obviously need to be together forever. <laughs> Much like Garth and the lady that works at the permit place in Wayne's World 2. Makes him feel kind of funny. Now, that was the first one. That was Dream Woman. Mm. Whatever happened to her? Is that, um... Oh, Dream... What's her name? Mm. Heather Locklear? That's not mm. Heather Locklear. Who was it? No. It's just some random hot chick. Oh. Right? I'm sure it's, uh, some... it's not some random hot chick. Some to, Somebody go to IMDb and look up who the hot chick is. No. In, um... <sighs> just because you don't want to play doesn't mean other people don't want to play. I am playing. <laughs> am I not playing alone? Am I not contributing? I'm a very contributor. Words are hard. I'm, I've been breathing all day. Then we see Daphne searching for clues. Yes. No. Yes. It's not Kim. No, yes. Kim Basinger is the one who tries to get him no, to kill Donna her husband. Dixon. Jesus Christ. It's Dan Aykroyd's wife. Oh. Dan Donna Dixon. Ah. Thank you. I think it was his wife. At least it was his wife. I love you, Garth. I love you, Dream Woman. I have to watch that again. I haven't seen it. Does it hold up, you think? Wayne's World? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wayne's World 2? No. I haven't seen it in a long time. I, I'm sure it holds up. It feels like it should. I don't care if it holds up. I'd probably still enjoy it. Um, then we see Daphne. She encounters the Voodoo Maestro, which is a terrible name. Could could he just get like a fir- a real first name? A voodoo. Ooh. Yeah. God, that's bad. <laughs> you know what else is terrible? Dog farts. What's that? I don't know. I'm Ooh. surrounded by them, so it's God, not good it's for me. It's so bad. I don't know which one of them it is. God, I hope it's not all of them at once. We'll all die. Uh, Daphne interrupts him as he's doing a voodoo r- mm. ritual. And he tells her... He's sacrificing a chicken. And by chicken... Not a live one. <laughs> it's funny because I thought he was going to be... Like, I thought... It looked like he was seasoning a chicken. And I thought she was going to... I thought him, she was going to accuse him of doing a voodoo ritual, and he was going to be like, I'm preparing barbecue. <laughs> but that is not what happened. That's what would happen in a movie now. Mm-hmm. Or if they made this, like, trying to do an actual plot. But, no, he's sacrificing a chicken. And he tells her if that she should get off this island. It's not safe. And she definitely shouldn't go up to that spooky castle, which she then interprets as his poor attempt at reverse psychology psychiatry to trick her into going up to the castle so then she won't but then that might be what he really wants so now she will aha you cannot outsmart me it's like Vasini and he's like (laughs) I was legit trying to give you some advice but she but he also seems to be a standard Scooby-Doo suspect Mm -hmm. alright just because he does voodoo and as she goes he yells well here's a clue purple is a fall color and it's the middle of May which I thought was (laughs) Fucking funny. <laughs> um, Scooby finds the hamburgers. And the hamburgers turn out to be a trap of by course. a monster. Of course. <laughs> but this appears to be a legitimate monster. Yes. The monster uh, starts to chase him, but Scooby is able to get away and he runs to Shaggy. And Shaggy thinks he's playing a trick. 
and try and just trying to get between him and Mary Jane. Shaggy does not believe him. And um, Daphne finds them and she wants them to go with her to investigate the spooky castle because she doesn't want to go by herself, but she definitely doesn't want Fred and Velma's help. She's mm -hmm. going to do this on her own, but she wants Shaggy and Scooby to go with them. They're like, hell um, to the no. And they're like, no, we don't do that. We are definitely not doing really that. really just here for the food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she bribes Scooby with a Scooby snack. This place has all-you-can-eat food. Why is he going to the forest for hamburgers and going to scary castles for Scooby snacks? Well, because Scooby snacks are a big deal. There's <laughs> nothing he wants more than a Scooby snack. He loves them more than life. Which means, let's drive. He's addicted to them. I thought he was addicted to love. And so then well Scooby agrees to go with her, and she asks Shaggy if he's going to stay out here all by himself, and he's like, no. <laughs> now I'm going. So... They go in and they start exploring the creepy castle, which is creepy. And the only thing missing is a mindless zombie. And then Fred walks in as the punchline, which is funny. Um, and Daphne is like, no, turn around. I get all the clues in here. These are my clues. I found them first. And Fred says, I already found a clue. I found some creepy footprints up here, which I believe are the footprints of the monster that tried to... Get Scooby. That's mm -hmm. my Elaine's inference. Head cannon. Head cannon, yep. <laughs> and then, all of a sudden, one of the figures from the ride starts to move and startles Daphne. It's Velma playing a practical joke, which is when Elaine would have a heart attack and die if this was my friend doing this to me. <laughs> it's when Tony checked the budget on this movie because... These sets ain't cheap. No. <laughs> they did some serious Tim Burton-ass sets on this movie. They're very cool. <laughs> um, so they split up to search for clues. Fred starts to divide them up and says that he'll take Daphne and Velma gets mad because he always picks Daphne and she always gets picked last for all teams. So he changes his mind and he says, fine, I'll take Vel Velma. We'll go up the exit. Daphne, you go up the entrance and Shaggy and Scooby, you do whatever it is. That you do while we search for clues. <laughs> and they said, sweet. So they split up. Shaggy and Scooby find what appears to be a dining room, a feast, a scary feast. Kind of like a, it's a ride. Yes. And it takes you through different parts of the of spooky it. castle. And this is like the dining room with yes. a spooky feast set up. Um, we do see that the gang is being watched through paintings mm -hmm. and that the person that's watching them fur is a little person mm -hmm. for i mean it just happens to be that henchman is a little person which i always feel like that's gonna come up somehow but never does mm -hmm. just a little person who got an acting role i guess i don't know that's me not being pc i guess <laughs> <laughs> um but he the person turns the ride on uh, Fred and Velmar are in a room that has swinging axes, and the yeah. axes are swinging them towards, are hurting them in the direction of a closed door that they can't get through. And presumably, the ride would open. open. Yeah. Yes, but this is shut. So Velma tells Fred to quick go through the bookcases. There's always a book that opens a secret passage, and Fred is like, it's a ride. But oh, he does it anyways. It. It's better than the no plan. Yeah, <laughs> but as he doesn't have any plan, he'll try it. So they start going through the books. And it was the last book. 
Um, so was the last book you tried. Shaggy oh. and Scooby Duh. get trapped by sausages and pulled up against the wall. And then there are scary monsters that, like monster mouths that are coming out of the wall that are going to like eat them. And Shaggy's, and Scooby's like, what are we going to do? And Shaggy says, do what we do best. We'll eat our way out. Scoob takes a bite and he's like, it's plastic. And then Shaggy goes, you drink out of the toilet. And Scooby says, so do you. And they start to try to eat their way free. Daphne gets hit by one of the cars on the ride and gets stuck on the front of it. Mm -hmm. Typical damsel in distress. She (laughs) finds no information and can't even be like, even the thing that traps her isn't very cool. (laughs) But it's moving too fast. She can't get off. Yes, she can't get off. So as the car turns a corner, we see that there is a wall of knives. Yeah. What kind of creepy ass ride is I mean, this? It's a horror ride. And she is going <laughs> to be impaled. But I was really hoping the, for Velma. The axes get very close to Fred and Velma, and one is going to cut Fred in half, but Velma throws him a big book. He uses it to block the axe, which the axes aren't sharp. It doesn't appear to because it hits the book, which then catapults Fred through a two-way mirror into a control room. This, as he lands in the room, he hits the control desk as he falls down, which turns the ride off, which saves Daphne from being impaled on the knives, Velma from getting cut up by the axes, which didn't appear to be very sharp anyways, and Scooby and um, Shaggy are released from the wall of sausages. I feel like... (laughs) We've been, for some reason, watching Wipeout when we eat dinner. I mm-hmm. feel like Thelma, lay flat on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the sweeper arm won't get you. <laughs> See, they didn't have Wipeout then. So we have not yet become a fan of weird Japanese <laughs> game shows at this point. Um, on Netflix? I don't know. We've been watching it while we eat dinner. Tony keeps turning it on. <laughs> Velma and Fred explore the control room. It's set up like some kind of training room. And um, they see this video that talks about how young people are supposed to behave. Mm-hmm. And Velma thinks that maybe it is some brainwashing cult. And that might be what's happening to the teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, Daphne finds a room that doesn't seem to fit with the park ride. Mm -hmm. She all of a sudden walks into some wizard's chamber. (laughs) And in the center of the wizard's chamber is a pyramid, which then opens like a cootie catcher. A cootie catcher? Yeah, you know one of those things? Is that what that's called? Yes. I've never heard it called that. What do you call it? I don't know. I don't know what to call it. You're well, talking about the paper thing. Those little like paper this. things. That it's you... called a cootie catcher? Yes. Okay. Like, and you, you do like, hey, and you go one, two, three, four, five, and you, yep. open, and you open it up, it says you're and... a dick. <laughs> no, you do one, two, three, four, five, and then you pick a color, and then you open that color, and then that's the boy that likes you. Yeah, that's what we do. But it was girls. No, no, no. And then there was also uh, no ours would be like what kind of house you live in, yeah, what kind of car you drive, or how much money you'd or like how much money you'd make. We did do it with like 
That was yes. that was mash. Yeah. And no, it would be like you're mash. cool. Yes. Yes. You're but, a dick. It was but you could do mash yeah, on a piece of paper. House. You wouldn't necessarily mash. do it with Holy one of those shit. folded up things. I feel like we should play mash. That's called a cootie catcher. <laughs> like, hey, where are you gonna live in? The house I live in. <laughs> All right. So I need I need some emails. I'm sorry, gonna drive the one that's outside. Yeah. I need some emails from some people. If you know what little paper thing like you folded what it it was made out of about? paper <laughs> and your fingers went in the bottom and then it would open like a mouse it's the front it's the it's in the beginning of community it's in the opening se- sequence okay. of community cootie so. catcher if you have a name for that thing that's not cootie it's catcher it's the boy that likes you then i know tony knew exactly what i meant you didn't do that ever then no, it, it would just say catcher. things <laughs> That's yeah, what it is. Paper, yeah. It's not paper catcher. fortune teller. I've never heard anybody okay. say that. So if but. you have a name for a paper fortune teller that isn't cootie catcher, please email me. I really want to know. I would find that so interesting. Our email is unmoviepodcast. Know, all I one word. A girl who was the cooter. Unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Email me. Yeah, Audra, send me a text message. That's the opening for community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's called a cootie catcher. Yes. Okay. I never. That's I what I always called it. called it. I never. <laughs> if you have a different name, Audra, if you called that something different, I need to know. I feel like Elaine I don't made remember that up. ever calling it anything. No one did. It was just there. <laughs> it has. It's called a I'm not saying that you're this wrong. Is the I googled it, and it's one of the names you can call it. Well, it was. It was yeah, it's googled it right yeah. there. <laughs> Anyways, um, but. As she's looking at this metal pyramid slash cootie catcher thing, the walls of the floor, the floor starts to lift up and it's going to catch her. And she waits. And she waits until the last minute so that she can have a a dramatic escape while stealing the little uh, pyramid. Yes. The shape has been used as a fortune teller since the 1950s in England and in the United States, but has also been recorded called a cootie catcher. They're used under this name as toys that imitate the act of catching insects like lice, other tiny animals, and especially cooties. Okay, did you ever play the game, Cootie, where you built the bug? The little cootie yes. bug? Oh yeah, the plastic game when you were little? Uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't play it, but I know what you're talking about. I didn't about. play it so, when I was little, but I have played it with students as a as yeah. adult. <laughs> so I'm wondering if the two things were related. I don't I know. mean, apparently it's the shape of something you would use to catch... A cootie. <laughs> a cootie, yeah. Which, honestly, what I didn't know was a real bug. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I don't think cootie... Oh, there she is over there. I don't think... I'm not sure that cooties is a real bug. I think maybe it's just a name for a bug. Are cooties a real bug? Please Google that. <laughs> what is a group of cooties we called? We have gone down a rabbit hole. <laughs> They're also called salt sellers. Mm. Cootie catchers. Interesting. I they, but they have been called bug catchers, chatterboxes, whirly birds, and paku pakus. Oh, yeah, I never, definitely never called it any of yeah, those I mean, things. Now, paku, now paku, see, paku, I paku. thought a whirly bird was a kind of firework. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> paku pakus, cootie catcher. All right, can we? Anyway. This is why this episode is going to take more than two hours. But it's really you're interesting. Gonna, you're gonna spend this is ten minutes this on cu- you catchers. Don't lie. You think this is, this is more interesting than this whole movie? So why are you complaining? <laughs> I'm just gonna pet the dog. Well, right. she likes that, or he likes that. But I don't know it comes up like a triangular cage. Yes, and she jumps out at the last second while grabbing the pyramid. Mm-hmm. And then Shaggy and Scooby leave the dining <clears throat> room, the feast hall, and they find the set from the training villa mm-hmm. video. 
and Scooby farts. And then Shaggy says, are you challenging me? And then this is where we get the kids' choice yes. best fart. Where Shaggy has the world... He really needs to get that checked by a doctor. <laughs> I think they both do. I could do... This is where, if we weren't doing this movie, I don't know that I would have lasted this long, but I would have turned it off. <laughs> I feel like... I, I, I could have done without this scene. It was way too long. There's at no point do I ever think, you know what, I want to see a scene about farts. <laughs> Even though farts are funny. And but I never farts, wanted to go on and on. No farts, you don't think it's funny. Um, Dog farts are not funny. <laughs> but sometimes it is funny when Tony goes shields up and puts his shirt over his face. <laughs> and sometimes farts are funny. But really, you have to be like, in a room guess with who, someone who farts. Guess who gave out the award for best on-screen fart? I never guess. Yeah, I, Dennis Rodman. Sir you know, Michael Caine. He's someone famous, but you would never guess he would be on Nickelodeon or that he would be giving out awards. Sir Ian McKellen. No, he's, not, he's not famous like that. Oh, it's okay. Joe, Joe Rogan. <laughs> wow. Joe Rogan gives out best farts? Well, this was 2004. Well, he was Joe 2003, Rogan. 2003, 2004, yeah. This was like Fear Factor Joe Rogan, though. Barely. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not terribly... When was he given an award for gross shit? Which, which pro- well, and also probably... <laughs> I would, almost, I would almost bet you Fear Factor is somehow owned by Nickelodeon or somebody Maybe. that owns yep. Nickelodeon. It's probably part of the, some kind of studio deal. But yeah, that was Fear Factor, we Joe were, Rogan. We were just starting to learn that everything is kind of owned by everything around that mm-hmm. point. You know, Like, why is yeah. Pepsi working with, you know, I don't know. That's where he made his $100 million Volkswagen. on Spotify. This was <laughs> like after news radio, but before he became known for being this fighter, before like UFC gets yeah. big. So, UFC didn't really get big until 2004. Yeah, yeah so this he was is, probably I think he was working for UFC at the time, but no one gave a shit. Yeah. And let's be real, Joe Rogan is a very big stoner. So I mean, now we know he's probably as big a stoner as Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg, but <laughs> like he might have found farts really funny. Possible. Um, he's a comedian. So Daphne interrupts their fart off and. The gentleman watching them hits the alarm. Mm-hmm. So then our crew runs. They have not noticed that he's there. Yeah, no, they never saw him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, he's he's small, and it's easier for him to hide. Yeah. And Velma and Fred were too busy they being... They haven't looked. No, they haven't looked for anyone. They don't seem to be concerned about why the ride turned on at all at any point. It's very mysterious. It hasn't occurred to them that someone might be here. <laughs> but they... Uh, the alarm is triggered and the gang hides as various employees for the amusement park arrive. Mm-hmm. And all the employees that arrive seem to be bad guys, including the um, No Good to Timu, or however you say his name, No Good, and his hench- head henchman, a luchador. Um, so the gang hides, the employees go off searching for them, but they're able to escape. And then they come, uh, but they overhear the employees saying that they have stolen the Damon Ritus, which is a dumb name, but it's Scooby-Doo, so it makes sense. They get back to the resort area, and the group meets Mr. Montevarius, which every time... Fred sees him. Fred calls him some other different name, much like how people treat Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny, but at this point, there's so many better versions of that joke for other people that it's not as funny 
Like, and it's not enough to make it so that you necessarily you might not even like he does it like three (laughs) times, but I feel like it should have been like eighteen times. Yeah, eighteen. But it is kind of funny. Mm -hmm. It's not. I think so. And they tell him that they have three suspects: the voodoo guy, the nogu guy, and him. But mostly just because Fred thinks he's kind of creepy around the eyes. Mm. Um, So they split up. Uh, to do some research. He's also wearing a skin suit. As Velma investigates the Damon Ritus, a guy comes up to chat her up. He's very intrigued. It's kind of weird because I thought I remembered her as like, as this guy being more of a character the same way that Mary Jane is a character. But he's not. Mm-hmm. I've wanted him to be. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure in the second one, she gets a boyfriend. Daphne does? No, Velma. Oh. At the end of this movie, Daphne and Fred realize they love each other. Mm-hmm. Which we all knew all along. Yes, and Velma ends up with that creepy dude. But we don't really see, like, it's not like, he's not really a character. I wanted to be more of a character. I didn't care if he was good or bad. I just wanted yeah. him to be more of a character. But he didn't really seem to be enough of a character. And I remembered him being more of a character, so that's just me filling things in my head. <laughs> um, she... Drinks with him and reminisces about the good old days. He, you know, he's like, "You really like this research stuff," and she says, "Yeah, it makes me feel like how it was in the good old days." And we get a flashback of Mystery Inc. in the van, and how you know it was a great time, and they were kind of like a big family, and all except for one member of the team, Scrappy Doo. Oh, Scrappy who tried to take over and he wanted to be in charge and running things instead of Fred. And um, they well, kicked him out of the gang. Because there should only be four. On, on, yeah, and he peed on Daphne. Ridiculous. And Fred's, Apparently more than once. Yeah. Because she said, he's peeing on me again. And Fred's like, dude. And he's like, I can't help it. I'm a dog. And Fred's like, you're marking your territory. And he's not even a puppy. He has a gland problem. And yeah, Velma gets drunk during this flashback and she tells this guy that Scrappy-Doo is not actually a puppy, that he has a glandular problem. He's a miniature dog, Mm -hmm. not a baby. Which is, someone I knew had a dog like that. I think when I was cleaning houses, one of the ladies had a dog that was, looked like a puppy, but was like 12, because it had some genetic Mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. It was the fucking cutest dog. (laughs) Because it still looked like a puppy, but it was like an old lazy dog. So adorable. Lazy puppy. It didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. It's a walking contradiction. Like, What's wrong with your puppy? Oh, but, she had the, but the dog had some kind of genetic disorder. <laughs> He's just old. Huh? All right. I want one like that. Had a puppy forever. It was well trained. <laughs> Fred and Daphne come in. Maybe we give a little baby chill forever. Wouldn't that be fun? He it was would an be adorable fun. puppy. He was. He's sometimes adorable now. Well, he's gigantic now, so he... But he can still be pretty adorable. Not all the time. Sometimes he's a butthead. <laughs> and, of course, we're still in the honeymoon period with Miss B. <laughs> I don't know Despite her farts. Fred and Daphne walk in, so now our whole gang is back in the lobby. And Scooby is looking out the window, and he sees a monster outside. So he runs to the gang and is freaking out there's a monster there's a monster and fred says to stop being so embarrassing 
And he stands up and makes an announcement that there is no such thing as monsters. And then the monsters burst in. Like real legit monsters. And he's yep. like, oh shit. And one of them grabs Fred and uh, breathes mist right in his face. Green. Like the great Muda. It's knockout breath, I guess. And um, they get Fred and they get Velma. Then we get a musical chase scene, as you get in all Scooby-Doo episodes. And the monsters capture everyone except for Daphne, Shaggy, Scooby, and Mary Jane. They are able to escape. So then we see that the monsters are taking all of the various uh, college students somewhere. And Daphne says, we need to follow them so that we can rescue Velma and Fred. This time... They're the damsels in distress. Mm -hmm. But Mary Jane is like, no, we're going to call for help. And she calls the Coast Guard. So she, which, she calls her help and she calls the Coast Guard, which is weird. Well, I guess international waters. I guess. But the Coast Guard answer, also weird. And she tells them (laughs) that her friends have been kidnapped. Hello, Coast Guard. And they say, well, we have a boat in the area. Can you wait by the dock? And she and says, say, this yes. This line is reserved for emergencies. And she says, <laughs> and, someone ordered a fucking pizza? And then he hangs up the phone with her. Sorry, that was dialogue. And he starts to, tur- and he turns to the other guy and he goes, I and I think he's going to say, these kids are pranking us. But no, it turns out he's evil. Or he's one of these they brainwashed monsters. monsters. Yeah. Well, we don't know that the monsters are inhabiting people yet, but... They're obviously Die in on it. I'm going to go watch Die Hard. I'll see you guys later. Why are you going to watch Die Hard? Because Die Hard. What about Evil Coast Guard made you think Die Hard? I don't know. It's a weird trip your brain just took. I think of that movie with the uh, restaurant. Wow. The menu? Yeah. Okay. What the hell is the movie The Menu? you never oh. seen the movie The Menu? It's weird. <laughs> I thought about doing it for my Halloween thing, but I'm not. If I have, I've jettisoned that information from my brain. I don't think you have. <laughs> it's not quite as What's weird on as the, the menu, people? Hmm? Uh, I said, what's on the menu? <laughs> it's this weird, you go to this Meat's weird... back on the you menu. You go to this weird place, and there's a super, super chef, and he makes you the best food you ever. You pay like $3,000 to have this to, experience. You're not allowed to pick anything. He gives you food, and you get what you he gets. eat it. And it's a whole thing. It's it's kind of a it's weird. thriller. I, I like. Is it the, a little bit of a Soylent Green situation? There's a lot of stuff going on. It's a little fine. I watched Soylent Green because I was going to pick it for the podcast, so I watched it. I can't pick it. The black and white movie. Yeah. The well, it's not black and white. It's in color. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Charlton Heston, Soylent Green. It's people, but I remember that movie as being much more scary than it actually is. <laughs> it's not scary. No. It's not terrifying. It's really boring and then upsetting. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll pick the menu for your birthday month and okay. continue my trend of weird I'd be interested ass in hearing, movies for Tony's birthday. I'd be interested month. in hearing what <laughs> Elaine and John think about it. Well, I did like that weird dinner party. <laughs> the house guest. The house guest. But I did not like the one where the man was in love with spiders. <laughs> oh, um, enemy. Enemy. But you, it was the host, by the way. The it was host. the perfect host. The perfect, perfect host. host. That's right. It's a great movie. That movie was fantastic. Well, I'd watch that again. I don't know what I gave that, but I'd watch that again. I think that movie made John angry, but the, my, but Enemy made me very upset and uncomfortable. I like movie. I like movies that fuck with you a little bit. But, yeah, we know. But Enemy. Enemy was it was too long. Like they were fuck with you too long. 
Mm-hmm. Like, it's cool you fuck with me a little bit, but at some point you got to let me in. And that movie waited till like, the end until you started seeing, like, spider people and shit. <laughs> You're like, all right, like, this is just starting to piss me off. Like, what is going on? What is this? And then you find out, and you're like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so in the morning... Don't lie to me about monsters, too. Don't ever lie to me about monsters. That's your Scooby-Doo. You're the only people that get a pass. You tell me there's monsters and there's not monsters, I hate your movie. Really? Yeah. That's what happened what in Brotherhood the of the Wolf. What was the movie that you picked where the monsters and, were and, in her brain? And the, um, and the Shlomalama movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the I Kill Giants. But he picked that for me because he thought I might like it. There was a chance. Did. He went 50-50. Um, and because the poots. Yeah. My heart woods for the poots. What was the Shalamalama movie? Um, the Village? The Village. That movie really pissed that me off. That movie made me I was laugh so, so excited. hard. almost kicked me out of the theater. I was so excited when I saw <laughs> that trailer and I thought werewolves were in this movie. I was like, dude, Shalamalama made a movie with fucking werewolves? Because they're like, we put the blood on the doors and the monsters don't come. I was like, Vic? We're going to see this movie. He's like, oh, I'm already buying tickets. I'm like, okay, cool. And then we went and saw it. And we're like, there's a fucking monsters in this movie? They're in a fucking commune? And it's, fuck this, dude. Night Shyamalan. They really almost kicked me out of the theater. When she jumped over that fence and that car laughing. drove up, I could not stop laughing. Yeah. I've never seen it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> She's Spoiler not alert. It's okay. It's, it's like 20 years I know, old. I know, but... Fine. I don't like ruin a movie, even well, especially ones. not Shalom Lobs because there's always a twist. <laughs> always. All right. So like in the morning, science. I like science. So in the morning, the aliens invade a planet. We wake up, Shaggy, Scooby, Mary Jane, oh, Daphne. They weeks. fell asleep on the beach waiting for the Coast Guard that never came. They look around and something's wrong. All the destruction from the monster attack has been fixed. How? Are these monsters also carpenters? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a very cartoony thing to do, though. Yeah. Yes. And now all of the college students are just hanging out on the beach, playing volleyball, acting normal. There and is a fucking Sugar Ray concert happening. <laughs> it, it's fucking Sugar Ray. It's the real Sugar Ray. Oh, yes. All the men- Sugar Ray? Yep. <laughs> I was like, is that fucking Sugar Ray? Like, every I mean, it was 2002. Yeah. So it was a very good get for them. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, oh shit, Sugar Ray's gonna do something in this movie. No, not, no, really. not really. That is the biggest letdown of yeah. this movie. You don't bring Sugar Ray in your movie. Don't let him do something. They don't even sing the Scooby Doo song. You should be sword fighting <laughs> monsters in the background or something, man. It's fucking Sugar Ray, dude. Or, or at least let him fly. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Like a bird up the high. So they don't high? even come back. High, high, high. <laughs> but um. As Daphne is look, they start looking for Fred and Velma because they're very confused about what's happening. And Daphne has a little moment with, uh, what is it, Mark McGrath? Mm-hmm. And uh, his eyes flash green and she gets suspicious. And he notices that she gets suspicious. And he, and the, all the monsters, I guess, know that they're not monsters too. Yes. Um, Shaggy and Scooby find Fred, but he's totally weird now. He's talking like an idiot. Well, he he was before. Like in that video. Differently. But, yeah, differently. Um, And then he chases them, and it's not Fred, it's a monster, and he says, get that dog. This is the first time we hear that they're specifically after the dog, although we've seen them try to capture Scooby before, but he says, get that dog. But before, it could have been all of them in some way. Like, Daphne's, or not Daphne's, Velma's drink could have been spiked, because, my God, she could real real fast. You know, (laughs) Which I wonder if it was, because, I mean, I don't think that, you don't know, like, it's, 
you think for a little bit that the guy that was chatting her up could be in on it and he might have spiked her drink, but it's more likely that the bartender was a monster and he spiked yeah. her drink. Being... Also, they're not skeptical enough. <laughs> when he puts that drink in front of her, she just me like... Yeah, I know. I was like... <laughs> Um, I feel like she would be more skeptical. Also, she well, was examining that thing at the bar in the middle of yeah. the fucking hotel. But, you know, whatever. Well, it's a cartoon. Scooby-Doga. I have to yeah. remember, it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. <laughs> All right, so Scooby and Shaggy are chased into a equipment shed, and then Scooby finds some four-wheelers, and they're able to use that to escape. As they're, they are chased by... Um, some of these monster men and Mary Jane jumps out of a bush and Shaggy tells her to jump on. So she gets on the back of Shaggy's four wheeler. Um, and they shake off the monsters following them. And there's a low hanging branch and Shaggy yells duck and goes under it. But Mary Jane doesn't duck and it hits her in her face and it knocks her face sideways. And Scooby sees this and then she fixes her face and he knows that she's a monster now, or a man in a mask. And um, when they pull up, they go up to the creepy castle. Mm-hmm. And when they get off the four-wheeler, Scooby actually acts like a dog and barks at Mary Jane to get her away from Shaggy. And Shaggy is like, what are you doing? And Scooby tries to explain that she's a man in a mask. And Shaggy does not That's believe him. baby. Shaggy does not believe him. Sorry. Awesome power Which point. is wrong. Because Shaggy should he always believe lie about this. Yeah, he's Scooby. <laughs> but they start to have an argument, and while they're fake fighting, Scooby falls through a trap door, and then Shaggy's like, "Oh my God, I gotta go over him after him." And Mary Jane tries to stop him, but Shaggy won't listen. Nor does Shaggy notice that her voice got weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's too concerned about Scooby. So then he goes down the trap door. But Scooby's gone by the time he gets down there. And he yells, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Because friends don't quit. Because friends don't quit. Shaggy explores down there and he finds a spooky cauldron. And in it is all the souls of all of the college students that have been at this island for the past two years, apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, It's craziness. Uh, Based on the occupancy of this place this weekend, that's a lot of fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> well, it takes a lot of souls to turn Scrappy into Scrappy Godzilla. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he pulls out Velma from the Cauldron of Souls. She's a protoplasm head or whatever. And she tells him to release her and she can go find her body. So he does. She goes and flies and finds her body. And when she goes back into her body, it knocks the monster who's wearing her as an Egger suit out. <laughs> And luckily for her, they're outside in the bright sunlight, which causes the monster to explode into a billion pieces. Because apparently these monsters um, are need lots of gremlins. Yeah. Or vampires or something. <laughs> they could be giant gremlins. So then Shaggy continues to try to find his friends. Um, he frees Fred <coughs> and then Daphne. And Daphne says... I don't put me back, Shaggy. I will free myself. And Shaggy's like, how? And she says, I'll use my tongue as an oar and swim to the edge. And he looks at her and then he lets her go because he knows she's not going to get out. (laughs) Um, Velma finds Daphne's body and tricks the monster into a room just as the protoplasm head arrives. And it goes into Daphne's body, kicks out the monster. Velma waits until the last second to open the light. Um, or to the window shades to 
so that this monster explodes. And then we see that Daphne is having some trouble. Oh, no, it's Fred. Mm-hmm. Fred couldn't find his body, so he got into Daphne's body. Who's Fred? Fred's dead, baby. Oh, dead, sorry. Um, then we see Daphne get into Fred's body. Um, Shaggy then finds them as they're arguing in the forest because Daphne... Daphne arrives and accuses Fred of doing this on purpose so that he could have her body. Mm-hmm. And he... So they're having this argument, and then Shaggy finds them. While he was by the cauldron, he grabbed the daemon, the daemon ritus, and this causes them to start body switching, which makes no sense because doesn't matter. As they start all body switching, Velma says that it's the daemon ritus that's causing the souls to switch, and they will continue to switch until they're back in the body that they belong. But she was already. But she in was already body. in her body, and so was Shaggy. So only Daphne and Fred should have come out. But it's yeah. more funny, and it's a cartoony if they all have to switch bodies because a bunch of times. Shaggy never switched at all. Yes, he did. First, he was Velma. No, no. I mean, yeah. he was never taken over by a monster, yeah. so his head shouldn't have been involved in this at yeah, all. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> his is still firmly but attached. But they just seem to happen. So yeah. yes, it's just like a Fantastic Four when they were doing the. When you touch each other, you get each other's powers, and they can do yeah. the little joke around. Yeah, you know? they really fucked that movie up. Yeah. But it's funny. It's like, hey, we have Silver Surfer. All right, let's fuck this movie up. <laughs> I don't... Silver Surfer's a really cool character. Uh, he was cool in the movie. It's not... Those movies... The problem with those movies is Jessica Alba. <laughs> She's not too strong enough for it? She's a terrible actress. Mm-hmm. Okay. Firm stance. Okay. Shots fired. Mm-hmm. Firm stance. You've upset Miss B. She's moving now. I didn't know she was such a Jessica Alba fan. I'm sorry, Miss B. (laughs) Okay. After their souls are firmly back in their bodies, they see an explosion in the distance. They go to investigate. It's the voodoo guy. Uh, He explains that he is trying to do a voodoo voodoo ritual should because the darkopolisy, darkopolisy, dark darkopolis. Oh. Dark Opalypse, maybe. Because the, cause this dark ritual is going to happen soon and he needs to do this voodoo ritual to protect himself so that he is not destroyed. Um, he explains about the ritual that they need a pure... Or Velma says, oh, that's what the demon Ritus was talking about. And she says that they need... That these creatures are an ancient people and they need a pure soul to perform this ritual where one being will suck all these souls into their bodies as fuel but to complete it they need a pure soul and fred's like well where are they going to find a pure human and she's like well that's not i didn't say human and then they all realize that the pure soul that they need is scooby-doo because there's nothing with a purer soul than a dog Mm -hmm. your faithful friend who love you no matter what you could trip on them every morning for a week and they still love you (laughs) Although I suspect mm-hmm. he does it in on purpose because he's black and it's dark. <laughs> and you I think, think he's he, hiding? <laughs> I think he thinks it's funny. You think he's hiding? Sometimes he tries to push me down the stairs too. It's I think he thinks it's funny. So okay. It's from a place of love and understanding. So they realize that they have Scooby. And then Daphne postulates that if they really needed Scooby for this ritual, then the person who brought them here is obviously behind everything. Mm-hmm. Mr. Montevarius. So then we see Scooby somehow was trapped in that 
cootie catcher thing. And then Nogu goes and gets him and brings him to a meeting with Mr. Montevarius. And Mr. Montevarius tells him how much they all love Scoopy. In fact, there is a picture of Scoopy in his office. (laughs) And that they care about him way more than his crappy friend Shaggy. Who doesn't even believe him. Yes, I believe you. We know she's a monster. For that girl the whole time. Um, And they want to give Scoopy a very special job. As sacrifice. And Scooby is a dog, so he doesn't know what that word means. He's a dog that can read and can <laughs> drive a four-wheeler. And uh, pretend it's your grandma. I'm just saying. <laughs> there might be a little bit of holes in this plot. Uh, well, <clears throat> Shaggy is going to go save Scooby. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, He's my friend, and I have to go save him. Friends don't quit. So then the gang makes up, and they put all their hands in the middle, and they go, woo! (laughs) No, I wish. That would have been better. Velma instead says, let's get jinky with it, Mm -hmm. which is the worst line in this whole movie. (laughs) Macy want to punch someone in the dick. Damn. Maybe maybe James Gunn for writing that that in a movie. Is that from the show? Well, she says jinkies she says all the time. Oh, okay. That's like her catchphrase. She says jinkies. Zoinks. Yeah. And she says jinkies. Like, it's kind of like her aha. Mm-hmm. So they took a spin on her yes. catchphrase. But it's so terrible. So terrible. Um, but the gang makes up. So they hatch an extremely convoluted plan. They're going to use um, climbing equipment. To knock over the vat of souls, releasing them so that they all go back to their bodies. Then they will use this disco ball that's shaped like a demon head um, to reflect, reflect, refract light into this cavern, which will then kill all the monsters that have just been booted out of these bodies. Dust till dawn style. Daphne will open the vents. And that will cause the light to come down, and it is going to be, yeah, dust till dawn stop. Mm-hmm. All right, so they go. Who are they, psychos? We see them preparing their um, plan. Got the titty twister? <laughs> but, like normal. This movie's just like Scooby, I mean, um, dust till dawn, but like the R-rated version. Mm. This movie's the R-rated movie? Yeah. I, I mean, no. that fart was pretty disturbing, but I don't think it necessitates <laughs> an NC-17. Fuck out. Um, but like normal, Shaggy messes it up. So they get, Daphne gets trapped up and they tell her to go and continue with the plan because she's like trapped on the side of this cavern up high. Um, but Fred and Velma now have to blend in with the other. A bunch of the people slash yeah. monsters have come in and are doing the Because the ritual, the <laughs> Darkopolis. Or dark op opulsy, dark opulsy is about to start. Whatever the ritual. Um, Shaggy runs into someone and knocks him out, and then sees. And I thought that monster, that branch hit her in the face. Didn't knock her out. She just shook it off and fixed mm-hmm. her face. Is this dude not a monster? <laughs> I don't think he's a monster, but. He also finds Scooby. He sees Scooby at the end of the hall being treated like Shecky in, um, uh, what, oh my God. 
the kid no the kidnapped uh prince from never mind the movie where they drive across the country and it has smoking the bandit in it but it's the and Dean Martin, and you know what I'm talking Cannonball about. Cannonball Run? Yes, Cannonball Run 2. You were just going to let her waffle. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. I did. He knows like, from I the beginning. Like right away. And he just lets me dangle out there oh, as I try man. to describe it in different in different ways in the hopes that it will jar my memory so that I can remember the name of a fucking movie, but he just finds it so funny. Can't you just see it in his eyes? He's like, this is the best part of my day right here. Sometimes you just got to let baby bird fly. She won't learn if you do every, all the things for her. My memory is starting to go. I need you to help me fill in the gaps. What are you going to do if I get dementia? I can't wait till I come home. She's like, where are you? <laughs> like, oh. What are you going to do? I'm going to take care of you. By Aww. telling me different made-up stories every day for your own amusement? <laughs> don't think I don't know, man. It'll be from a place of love and understanding. Like, we're retired. What were you? You were a voodoo priestess. That's a big country. Now put this on. <laughs> Carry this bone around. I'm taking pictures. Don't worry about that. Is there a fun headdress? Because I won't. Yes. yes. Well, I'm good. But how much you... And she's like, I love headwear. Yeah. <laughs> it's because you're a voodoo princess. All right. That's right. So, um, the ritual starts. Fred gets too into this ritual chanting and dancing. And when everybody else stops, he doesn't. So, they and, immediately uh, get caught. Like, Think of the check. Think of the check. We see Mr. Monteverius. He thanks them for returning the Damon Ritus to them. Hey, what happened to Freddie and Prince Jr.'s career? This movie. They bring out Scooby as a sacrifice. Shaggy has disguised himself as one of the litter bearers. And he tries to explain to Scooby that sacrifice is a bad thing and that they need to run. They need to do what they always do, in, which is run out of their screaming in fear. And they're going to go on, Scooby agrees, they're going to go on five. But they only get to two, and it's too late. So, apparently, the way they pull the protoplasm heads out of a person, or a dog, is with, the is claw. with this claw machine <laughs> thing. Crabber. And it's a Which, good thing that we had that knowledge that Shaggy had to do this really well earlier in the movie. Yeah, but he doesn't really use it. Like, he does, but he doesn't. He doesn't... Um, but we see that it pulls the thing out of Scooby, and then the ritual starts, and he uses the Damon Ritus to start sucking up the proto heads out so and into his suck. body. And he's and as Scooby is attached to the claw, he's gonna go over there, but Shaggy is not gonna let this happen, so he jumps on the claw, and it releases Scoob before he can be absorbed. It also knocks over Mr. Montevarius. So, um, Fred and Velma, uh, Scooby eventually gets back in his body. Uh, Fred and Velma go over to get the demon Ritus, but Fred notices that Mr. Montevarius is wearing a mask. And he pulls it off, and it's not another person under there, it's a gross robot. <laughs> it's a gross in fact, robot. not only is it a gross robot, but it's a gross robot suit. That's being piloted by none other than Scrappy Doo. So, at the same time, Daphne, we that all this has been happening, Daphne has been slowly um, escaping to the surface to complete the original plan of opening the vents and releasing the disco ball. All right. So 
we see that Scrappy has brought them all here so that he can witness, they can witness him destroying the world. Because soon he will be all powerful and his army will take over everything. Yeah. The souls that he is involved. It would too if you wasn't inviting those snoopy kids over. The souls that he has already absorbed turn him into a giant scrappy do. Mm-hmm. Pretty much like not quite King Kong size, but definitely bigger than Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> and uh, he yells, get me that dog. And then we get another music fight sequence. As Daphne tries to open the vents, she encounters the luchador who had captured her earlier in a scene that I skipped over because it wasn't important. (laughs) (laughs) So he attacks her and he's going to capture her again, but there is a big fight sequence, which in the end she refuses to be captured and she ends up winning. Um, Velma and Fred are fighting the monsters and Scrappy-Doo downstairs in order to keep uh, Scooby-Doo away from Scrappy so that he can't absorb his soul again. Um, but there's I've written this down a little bit out of um, sequence, I think. Because Daphne is able to defeat the luchador and open the vent and then releases the disco ball and knocks over all of the souls. Which then frees the souls of the people not only here on the island performing the ritual, but sends them off to all of the other kids that have been sent home. Like, we see them just, like, the whole island is surrounded at one point. There was a lot of... Which means there's going to be a lot of monsters popping out of bodies. All over the place, yeah. All over the world. (laughs) Yep. Well, hopefully it's in daylight and they just explode. Right. Yeah, hopefully there was nobody on the other side of the world that had come here on a European vacation. I don't know. Maybe Blade will handle it. Um, so... There's things out tonight than vampires. Like what? Like me. But it's too late because Scrappy-Doo has caught... I always liked that line. That's a really good one. Scooby. And is about to rip the soul out of Scooby again. But instead of one of his minions operating the claw machine, it's Shaggy, and he uses it to suck the souls out of Scrappy. Certainly does suck. And Mm. defeat him. After they have defeated Scrappy-Doo, Shaggy then hears a knocking. He opens a trap door and finds Mr. Monteverius in a... Cell? In a cell, a la Alistair Moody. His hair's all long, his beard's all scraggly. Yep. And he tells them that two years ago, Scrappy-Doo had shown up to a casting call for evil elves, and then next thing he knew, he was wearing a Mr. Monteverius suit and and putting him in this hole. Like you do. Like you do. Like you Scrappy-Doo. Again, now the police and the press arrive to cheer Mr. Inc. for solving another great mystery. Fred starts to take over as he had always done in the past, but stops and says, I think Velma should explain everything this time. And she does. Growth. Yep, personal growth. Mystery Inc. is officially back together, and they will solve any spooky mystery anywhere you want them to go. The end. What's going to work? As the credits play, we see Scooby and Shaggy finally eating at the all-you-can-eat buffet. Shaggy challenges Scooby to eat a bunch of hot peppers, and cartoon hijinks ensue. The end. John, you're going to go first because I know you really hate this, and we'll just get this out of the way. I didn't like it. No? (laughs) My favorite character is 
Sugar Ray. Okay. Um, my least favorite character is whatever Matthew Lillard is always. Okay. okay. He was terrible. Um, my favorite scene is the credits. Okay. My favorite line is... Hey, Hong Kong Fui, watch those Fists of Fury. Because I like Hong mm-hmm. Kong Fu. He was a dog that did Hong Kong Fu. Scatman mm-hmm. Crullers did it. Yeah. It's good. Did they, the they, should, jazz. they do not need to make a live action for Hong Kong Fu. They wouldn't. No, it would. It's <laughs> very, uh... No. No, 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 no. You no, couldn't no. make that, no. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is Pamela Anderson. Okay. <laughs> and I will name this. Are you sure you didn't accidentally say yay? <laughs> Did I spell it wrong? You got it, Bay. That's it. I'm done. That's it. Okay, cool, sweet. Carly. Alright. My favorite character was Velma. Mm-hmm. Even though I still don't understand why she came. My least favorite character is Scrappy Doo. Mm-hmm. My favorite scene is when they go to the haunted castle mm-hmm. the first time to find clues. Mm-hmm. My favorite line is when Velma and Daphne are arguing and Velma says, oh, please, you come with your own ransom note and Daphne takes her glasses and then she is down on her knees. Hey, my glasses! And she says, who's helpless now? And I did like how every time Velma's glasses fell off, she did, like, crawl around. Because I remember that. My favorite tertiary object was the disembodied head in the claw machine. I thought that was a nice touch. But I also did not like this movie. <laughs> it's not for me. I do think that they probably achieved exactly what they were going for, but it's not for me. Tony. My favorite character was also Velma. Mm-hmm. Linda Carter mm-hmm. My least favorite character is Freddy, because he was terrible. <laughs> My favorite scene is the opening, because that was really awesome. When they're catching the yeah. toy ghost or whatever. My favorite line was uh, when... Shaggy is this is really dumb but when Shaggy's <laughs> driving the four wheeler and a guy grabs onto him and he pushes him off he, there's tails for mm-hmm. some reason on these four wheelers because they're like demons yeah. and he grabs the tail and he's getting dragged and getting hit in the face by rocks and he goes what a drag <laughs> and my favorite Trish object was a giant disco ball skull mm-hmm. that kills all the monsters yeah, this movie's terrible but <laughs> I think if you have kids like for kids and stuff yeah I think they would like it I'll give it. I'll give it a light, maybe oh, for kids. Intriguing. It's too late. I wrote it down. You can't that's take fine. it back. I don't. Yeah. I think everybody. I think this movie is I like we Timmy were saying in the beginning. Like yeah, I think we was like we were saying in the beginning. This is fairly accurate representation of Scooby Doo, mm-hmm. and for whatever for whatever you want to say about them, everybody's really trying their hardest to play these characters that aren't that well written from the '60s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what mm-hmm. you gonna do? Right. Called the Ghostbusters. Um, all right. That was a good movie. My favorite character is Daphne. Hmm. Because really? I think she has the most growth. Really? My hmm. least favorite character is Velma. Because I think she has the least amount of growth. <laughs> like, Daphne betters herself and learns how to not Wait, be the damn... she takes her top off, though. And has, like, a low cut. That's so growth. like, what's huh? up with no. Velma? <laughs> but she only... Because nobody wears a sweater to the beach. I know. That's true. That's true. 
That's what I said. But, it's only while she's possessed. But that's the thing. Like, Fred's changed his look a little bit. He realizes that he needs to give credit where credit is due. Daphne wants to be more than the damsel in the stress. Shaggy and Scooby just care about everybody and want to eat. But Velma is just, she's bitchy the whole time. She's very annoying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like this. there's something... She's oh. a bit cunty. Yeah, she's a bit cunty. And there's something very kind about the Velma character that didn't translate to this. It's kind of like the live-action Beauty and the Beast. The charm of the characters didn't transfer. Uh And I feel like the charm of Velma didn't transfer in the... How they wrote Has this anybody character. watched the Velma show on Netflix? No. Okay. I heard that was really good. But she was my least favorite like, character. Oh, uh, my favorite scene is the opening sequence with the Luna ghost. It was really cool. Tony that was wanted really that to cool. be the big bad. He's like, yeah. that would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my favorite line is when Daphne is trying to convince Shaggy and Scooby to go into the castle. And yeah. she says, and Shaggy says, we don't do spooky castles. And Daphne says, why not? And Shaggy says, because castles have paintings with eyes that watch you. Suits of armor that you think is a statue, but there's a guy inside who follows you every time you turn around. And she's like, that's, she's like, how many times does that happen? And he said, 12. 12. <laughs> <laughs> Which cracks me up. Um, my favorite tertiary object is Fred on Fred. <laughs> because, heck yeah. Um, and I'm going to gay this. Well, I don't want you to nay your own movie again. Well, I could have maybe it. It's been a really long time since I've seen it, so it might not have held up at all. But I actually found enough here that's enjoyable. And I think that there's a lot of people that really like Halloween. And much like when John starts with his Christmas movies, you don't always want to start with the good ones first. Right. You start with stuff that kind of gets you in the mood but isn't maybe your favorite. When you play your serendipities. And I think um, that if... That's Christmas, right? I think that if you're trying to get in the Halloween spirit and this is a good one, it's not like a scary horror movie and not everybody wants that, but some people like Halloween without liking horror. And I think this is one of those movies that just, you know, put it on, kind of gets you in the spirit, makes you want to watch other more Halloween things. Yeah, you don't, you don't start with Ghostbusters. Or if you're trying to do jump. family things, like you wouldn't, you don't start with It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. You start with this and you work your way up. That's, that's Halloween Day type movie. So I think this movie still, <laughs> it, it's a great represent. I think they did a great job representing what the original property was. I would have. I would watch another remake of this if they wanted to make it more a movie, less a cartoon. But it made me happy. Also, there's an Outcast song, which I don't. This was made. This is the official video made for this movie. It's ridiculous. I know. I don't. Know. I really was waiting for that. I'm gonna pivot. I'm gonna, I was gonna pivot. I'm gonna pick this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Well. Please find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. You can email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And tune in next week on the podcast for John's Halloween pick. I was going to pick From Hell, okay? yep. but I pivoted, and I'm now doing Ghostbusters 2. Wow. You, wow. Can't, you can't do Ghostbusters 1. No. Duh. The Ghostbusters 2 has a Metacritic of 56. I'd rather do that newer Ghostbusters movie, not gonna lie. Afterlife? Yes, I'd be interested to talk about that. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's give it a check while we're here. We can change it. Now, here's my question. Did you guys already watch From Hell? No, but we okay. haven't watched it yet when we decided to order it. Wow, we could do Ghostbusters Afterlife. I'm sure we could. Ooh, we're gonna I'll let, leave it to the group here. Ghostbusters. No, it's your Ghostbusters pick. You pick whatever you want. Go. They're both good. 
Go. B, go. Pick one. Two. I go with two. All right, never mind. Because I don't know if I've ever seen it. Never seen Afterlife? I don't know. All right, we're going with Ghostbusters 2. I know I've seen the first one, and I know I've seen the new one. You didn't watch Afterlife with me? The new one. No, I mean Ghostbusters 2. Uh, That's what I'm oh. voting for because I don't think I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> the River of Slime under Manhattan? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's not give her too much. I don't think I've okay, seen it. Okay, we definitely have to do Ghostbusters 2 then. I know I've seen the other one. Deal. 